Welcome to another episode of Brood. I'm Adonis. I'm Jen. And I'm Bryce. And uh, this is the podcast where we have uh, conversations about coffee and conversations fueled by coffee. Um, Today, we are drinking something that is not quite coffee. Uh, It's a little bit of a spin on the classic cup of coffee. This was actually something that was uh, recommended to us by uh, Bryce's sister. So, Bryce, I'll let you, you know, take the reins on this and explain to the people what we're drinking today. Yeah, so we are drinking mushroom coffee. And what that is, is it's kind of a half blend of half regular coffee and half ground up mushrooms. Uh, There are certain types of mushrooms that get used for this. You have your... I might butcher pronunciations, but I tried to look them up and try to kind of practice myself. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Call me out in emails or message me, you know, say, hey, dude, figure out your linguistics. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, some main types that are used are reishi, uh, sorry, reishi, ashwagandha, chaga, and lion's mane. Uh, and they each kind of have their own benefits that they utilize. Um So reshi you would use for kind of boosting the immune system, possibly fighting fatigue, depression, uh, some heart health and anti-cancer benefits. Ashwagandha would be helping to reduce anxiety and stress, um, something you would take to to relax, to kind of chill out. Uh, Chaga is for kind of health and balance. It's packed with antioxidants. Um, It's used with tea more than it is with coffee, but it is used with coffee a lot. Mm. Um, Helps to improve immunity. Um, It helps with inflammation, so it's an anti-inflammatory. Helps with blood sugar and cholesterol levels. And the fourth one is the fourth main one that's used because there are other ones that can be used but these are kind of the main the big boys in the in the club sure uh lion's mane uh helps uh protect against dementia uh reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression um or sorry it says specifically reduce mild symptoms anxiety and depression uh, help repair nerve damage also an anti-inflammatory and antioxidant uh and also um helps uh, kind of boost your thinking power, to put it in non-technical terms. Mm. Uh, so I did pull all that information from uh, just two different sources. I tried to keep my research very basic and very centralized on just two pieces today, just to as a stage one information, pretty much. Okay. And the source pretty much for all those was healthline.com, just a very basic thing. And also the brand that I focused on is Four Sigmatic, which is where I pulled some more information from those mushrooms as well okay and four sigmatic is also what we are drinking today um it it began at it's a finnish company so it's based out of finland and the sigmatic the sigma is kind of their chart that they have is when you're at zero you're kind of at a neutral food anything that's negative negative one two three or four sigmatic is your super sugary processed foods uh, sorry, sugary is the wrong word. So you're, you're super processed foods. Okay. Uh, the higher the sigmatic number, and this is just a chart of negative four to four, and you go up to four, you have your basically what people call superfoods. Okay. And this, they called it four sigmatic, their company, for, because they only work with four sigmatic foods, so superfoods, gotcha, basically, gotcha. which is what these mushrooms fall under. Okay. Uh, and um, I didn't look too much deeper than that, but from my kind of super surface level understanding um 
superfoods is essentially just anything designed like uh, for your health and balancing your system, mm. like antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, things like that. Uh, this that we ordered is instant coffee, which is how the company started and how most mushroom coffees are. One of the big benefits and reasons people choose to go to mushroom coffee, besides the mushrooms having their individual benefits, is that it's half, if not more than half, uh, the caffeine level that normal coffee would have. And the ranges I found for typical coffee would be 95 milligrams to 200 milligrams of caffeine. The, this instant coffee mixture is 50 milligrams. Hmm. And that's a controlled number. So it's at 50 milligrams. So a lot of people who are sensitive to caffeine uh, go with these instant coffee mushrooms, uh, instant mushroom coffees. And uh, the other benefit is that instead of the jitters that you get from regular caffeine, or some people get, I'm pretty sure you two don't believe in jitters. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just, just uh, chug the caffeine and let it, uh, let it hit home. But for me, I get really jittery. And this is supposed to help you kind of, uh, it's supposed to be a cleaner caffeine ride, essentially, is how it's untechnically told. Gotcha. So kind of a smoother ride in your system instead of that spike in caffeine. Okay. All right. So lots of kind of uh, service level info there. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Bryce. We appreciate all that information. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I'm sure you guys are itching to hear what we think of the taste. Um, Jennifer, we'll start with you. What did you think of the taste of this mushroom coffee? Um, to be honest, I loved it. Like mm. right when I poured the water in, it smelled so good. And it reminded me of like the instant coffee I drink in Mexico, like okay. the smell of it. And I was trying to like look up the like flavor notes on it. And I mean, the only thing I could find is that the other one says the one from Mexico says that it's caramelly. Okay. Um, and I'm like, okay, I don't know why it smells the same, but it really reminded me of that. And, um, but then I, I was like, okay, let's see how it tastes because mm. I was like a little scared. And also, I don't like mushrooms, like eating them. Yeah. Um, But this didn't taste like mushrooms at all to me. It just tasted like regular coffee. Wow. So I really I really liked it. Yeah, I definitely I agree I with you. I would get some. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree with you that it does not taste like mushrooms. So if you guys uh, out there are hesitant to try it because of the mushroom part of the mushroom coffee, don't worry about that because it does not taste like mushroom. Um, I, however, don't think it tastes like coffee. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've never really had instant coffee by itself. We tried the Dalgona coffee a few times and, you know, that it has so much sugar in it. You don't really taste the coffee anyway. But, yeah, this to me, it doesn't taste bad. I just I could not replace like regular coffee with this because to me, this doesn't taste like coffee. It has like similar, like a similar mouth feel to it, but yeah, I, I'm not getting any kind of like coffee notes from this. It just tastes like sort did of a rem- hot drink. Did it remind you of when we drank the cacao? No, because that I was, I think I was more focused on the chocolate flavor when we were drinking the cacao. Um, yeah. So maybe if this was like a certain flavor, I would, I would be able to, to hone in on that but yeah again it doesn't taste bad and you know if it has health benefits 
uh well it does have health benefits so if i was ever looking to you know get in on some of that stuff i might <laughs> start drinking it but yeah i definitely could not replace this with my with my regular coffee bryce how I do you think if oh. a day go ahead jen oh sorry no go ahead i think if a day ever comes when i have to um like realize that coffee is messing with my hormones and my sleep schedule and everything like that. I think I would go to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I would go to this um, to cut back. Okay. Not like because I know some people drink black tea and add cream and sugar to it mm. um, to make it kind of like a good substitute. I'm like that's nasty. <laughs> I don't like that. So I would maybe go to this and then after that, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, with these instant coffees from Four Sigmatic, it is recommended to add whatever you need to add to it as far as like sweeteners or almond milk or things like that also. So, I mean, it is something they do Hmm. recommend. Um, And Jen, you would benefit from changing over to this, I think. (laughs) I think a lot. I don't want to. I like fast stuff. I like fast results. All that sleep, uh, the sleep concerns we talk about. Yeah. I know. Um, you I also like coffee. Adonis, maybe. Yeah, I love coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you so. think you measured it wrong? Like you added no. too much water? Adonis? I did. I did really? the exact measurement. I did the seven ounces like it told me to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, though, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to catch you. <laughs> uh, for myself, I... When I smelled it, and this is just now, this is, I'm drinking it for the first time right now, but I was smelling it, and it smelled really strong, and I couldn't figure out if I liked it or not. Mm. And then when you said the Dolgana drink, Adonis, yeah. that's exactly what this smells like. It smells exactly like that. Oh, really? Okay. Um, wow. So that was really interesting. Once I figured that out, that I can kind of, I like it better. Not because I liked it. I was going to say, I, th- I figured that would be a, a turnoff yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now that I can place the scent, okay. I think okay. I'm more okay with it. But uh, when I drank it, I was really surprised. Uh, it's definitely um, not like a coffee. It's kind of like what you guys were saying. Like, it's not like a coffee. It's more like a tea with some coffee um, components to it. That's kind of mm. what it seems like to me. Um, I really like it. This is actually very similar to um, last episode, Adonis. I was talking about that coffee from Denmark. Yeah. And um, I, I figured out what it was. And I think it's called like Mountain Rose or something. And I drank that. And it's very similar kind of texture-wise and like soothing, like um, silk-wise. Okay. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy the flavor of it. I enjoy the taste of it. Definitely does not taste like mushrooms. No. Uh, and I like the smoothness of it. So yeah, it's, it's like smooth no acidity. For sure, There's yeah. like zero no. acidity. I which could chug is this. My <laughs> number one concern, like issues with oh, yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. coffee. That's probably why I loved it so much. Yeah. Because when I have, I honestly was like, dang, this isn't even real coffee. And this is like the best one I've had yet of the ones <laughs> that we've tried. Oh, damn. And I mm-hmm. feel like because all the ones we've tried have been like, really like bittery or acidic kind of yeah but i'm on their website right now and they have a five-star review from joe rogan and also they have (laughs) this like 
It's called Elixir. It's like a mix in to your. Yeah, coffee. they have a ton of different mm. products, and That's they have. So cool. uh, they even have these different mushroom, these instant coffees. They even have like latte versions of it, and they have like full caffeine versions of them. Damn. So oh, okay. I mean, I don't know how many milligrams are in their full caffeine blends, but they're for full caffeine for people who are looking to explore the benefits of the mushrooms and seeing like these are people who drink coffee every day anyway and they just want to add mushrooms to it and see what that means to their health and what changes mm-hmm. uh, so people do that um, the more people who are sensitive to caffeine will jump straight to the instant coffee and just drink that mm. so uh, i know that i would love to kind of like experiment and try and do like seven or 14 days of the instant coffee the uh, one box only comes with like 10 packets so it's not like enough for the full extent i want to do it but uh it'd be cool to kind of see like how i'd feel just after a week of mushroom coffee it would it would mean it sacrificing an episode or two of sharing coffee <laughs> tastes with you yeah. some coffee oh, experimenting no. But um, uh, but it'd be a true experiment if I did that. So yeah. it'd be cool. I'm also thinking that this might like it might not taste like coffee f- to me. It's because I I've for the last three weeks I've literally had black coffee every morning for the last 22 days. So like I'm just that's part of my thing now is that I'm drinking a cup of coffee and I'm not putting anything in it. So I've literally had nothing but black coffee for the last 20 22 days. So. Maybe my palate is just used to that. So yeah. whenever I'm drinking something that's, you know, sort of an imitation of that, I can I can tell right away, you know. So maybe maybe that's what it is. But again, I don't think it tastes bad. I I probably wouldn't go out of my way to 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 try it again. For one, Bryce, you were saying that these are not very cheap, right? Right. Um Jen, you're on the website right now. What is pull up what a box of uh, it should be their Think product. I believe is what the Lions okay. main one is, the one that we're drinking right now. I believe yeah. it's fifteen dollars for a box of ten packets. Okay, um, I think that's before shipping. I don't remember what I paid in shipping for you it. You can get also a pound for like twenty four dollars. Uh, actually oh you know what the think one the box of packets was happened to be on amazon they only have two or three products on amazon and that happened to be there which is why i got it i know all three of us talked about i believe the ashwagandha one the balance one Mm -hmm. um but amazon just it wasn't going to charge me shipping or anything okay Uh, if you subscribe they have a subscription service you subscribe to it i probably makes the boxes like maybe 12 or 13 bucks a pop okay but that's kind of is 12 bucks pop okay Mm -hmm. So it would be cool to experiment, but that's a lot of money for an experiment right now. But if any of you guys want to (laughs) have me experiment with it for you or you want to experiment with me, I will not deny a box being (laughs) sent to me. So just write in and we can talk details, guys, and I will commit to to a mushroom coffee experiment. Um, Yeah, broodconvos at gmail.com write us let us know so um you know mushrooms generally speaking people don't think mushrooms belong in coffee so uh a lot of people also believe that celebrities don't belong on youtube uh so that was uh, i'm just gonna stop and say beautiful segue i like what you did there that was very clever 
<laughs> thank you. I worked on that all day. Um, <laughs> so recently, uh, superstar A-list actress uh, Brie Larson made uh, the transition uh, onto YouTube. Obviously, she's not stopping acting or anything, but she decided she wanted to start a YouTube channel to interact with her fans and make content instantly and get it out there for people to see, especially since now we're on quarantine and, you know, she doesn't have the opportunity to make movies right now. So she just wanted an outlet, uh, I guess, to interact with people. And, uh, yeah, that sort of pissed a lot of people off, I guess, because there's a whole community of, of YouTube fans and YouTube content creators who believe that celebrities are, uh, I guess, they are persona no grata on on their platform. So she did have a pretty They're big tone deaf. <laughs> Yikes. <They're boring>. So <laughs> she did have a she did have an introductory yeah. video. She has she put up a 20 minute like I'm 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 on YouTube video where she's actually interacting with a bunch of the more uh, high profile creators uh, on the platform. So she's going back and forth and they're sharing their tips and tricks and stuff. Um, so that video, which is her, the only video on her YouTube channel uh, at this current moment, has 1.2 million views. It uh, has 93,000 likes and 69,000 dislikes. So that's not great. Uh, if you guys know anything about YouTube, that's if you're anywhere near the 50-50 split on likes and dislikes, it's a it's probably a controversial video. Um, but a lot of people are just saying that it's just the trolls. It's just these like meninists and guys who don't want to see her on the platform. Um, so me personally, I love Brie Larson. Like she's one of my favorite current performers. Um, I love everything about her. I love every movies that every movie that she's really been in. I think she's a great actress. I like where what she does socially. Like I like all the attention she brings to social issues. I think she's a great person. You know, all all the way around. So I am not mad at her for trying to expand uh, her career and get involved in something um, that a lot of people are currently using. Uh, I do kind of understand. Uh, where fans are coming in saying or even content creators because there are those because she's got 211,000 subscribers and she started YouTube on July 2nd so she's got you know 200,000 subscribers in a week and a lot of people are like well it took me uh, a lowly you know everyday guy years to get to 200k subscribers she comes on and does it instantly she's got apparently her getting her are profile verified is that? a big thing yeah apparently that, that's why a lot of people are mad because they feel like i can say that because youtube is kind of built to be this it's the dream with youtube is that it's your everyday person that yeah. can reach celebrity status sure in their own world in youtube when you get actual I don't want to say actual celebrities. That's really rude, actually. Uh, when you get movie star celebrities right. or uh, TV star celebrities or uh, fame, you know, really uh, renowned authors, things like that, sure. jumping onto YouTube, now you're mixing worlds and the everyday person gets but kind of over. I can, so I can kind of see that piece yeah, of it. Yeah, me too, YouTube a little bit. hasn't really been just regular people for a, a little while now, mm. now that it's like... Um, you know, the algorithm kind of pushes, you know, famous people. Sure. Like, it, it pushes, like, night nighttime um, shows. Mm. What are those called? I like don't know. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
talk shows. Like those snippets. Oh, um, because they did the SNL. They throw on SNL on there now. Or like Jimmy have... Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon yeah. and yeah. Colbert. I see yeah, what you're so saying. It's not all about just regular people on there. Like, um, it wants to make money. Sure. And a lot of people know how to use YouTube. It doesn't matter like what age you are. It's not just like a exclusive social media. But is there a difference, so Jen? Is there a difference from someone, let's say like a Stephen Colbert, like uh, CBS putting his clips on YouTube for his Stephen Colbert TV show rather than if Stephen Colbert was to be like, I'm going to go vlog or, you know, make videos. Yeah. Is there a difference between those there two? There is a difference. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think people are mad about the late night stuff or like the if I'm putting clips of movies on there to promote my stuff. I don't think people get mad at that. I think people get mad when they see these celebrities coming in and trying to sort of take over. Be relatable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you, Jennifer, you are someone who is constantly on YouTube all the time. Uh, Yeah, I'm surprised (laughs) I didn't see this come up. Yeah, I know. But I have seen... I have seen criticisms done on her, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, how she has no charisma or oh, something yikes. like that. Um, she gets damn. criticized like for being someone that's very like weird. Not weird. Oh my god, that's but just totally not wrong. maybe not like having a lot of personality. You know, I mean, um, like not reading the room, basically. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard but anything I've never about seen, that. I've never watched interviews of her. Yeah. But when I watched that video, I was like, yikes, she's kind of unlikable. And then I shared it. Well, I mean, was it like a I, super cut? Was it like a bunch of her awkward moments no. stapled together to make it look more I like mean, she's awkward? I know that could be like <laughs> that. That obviously could um, change my thoughts. But sure. um, it was a, a channel called Charisma on Command. And it was titled Five Common Habits That Make People Instantly Dislike You. So I was like, oh, let me watch it. And, um, you know, he's someone that gives you, like, advice on how to, like, communicate with people. And so he took from her um, interviews to kind of, like, um, show examples, I guess. Of but who, who bro, I'm going to interrupt. Who is stuff. this guy? <laughs> Is he just some guy? This is what you always say about everyone I watch on YouTube. They have well to be because like, there has to be, to be there like needs totally to be accreditation. Like qualified, they need to be like doctors or something <laughs> to actually need to be. But no, I. But at the same know, time, have some basis behind it. Yeah, like who? Like you know, why is this guy the the authority on charisma? You know, like, anybody can make a video and show you. Sure. Like, uh, like no, I understand that, but you, it sounds say, like you take a lot of stock behind it. You put a lot, like a lot of people. People put a lot of their faith into those videos. No, Why? I didn't just say, oh, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> and I instantly don't like her anymore. Like, <laughs> like, look, B- Brie Larson isn't respected in Hollywood as Captain Marvel. And here's why. And then like, so it's like she isn't respected she's in Hollywood. Liked. She's got an Oscar. I don't know. <laughs> That's I mean, listen, nuts. we've already talked about the fact that um, what is that movie called again? I don't I know. I forgot. <laughs> the one with the twelve or the thirteen or what is oh, it? Oh, a short term twelve. Short term twelve. Literally, my favorite. One of yeah. my favorite movies. It's an incredible movie. Yeah. Um, r- the, you know, room. Yeah. Another one. Okay, I like her as an actress. No, I'm just saying, like, well, that video, that title of that video that you read that said she's not liked in Hollywood. 
how could she be not yeah, liked in Hollywood like if she has an Oscar and the Academy is literally made up of people from Hollywood and they voted for her to win the Oscar? So I don't know. That seems a little weird to me. <laughs> uh, reaching a little bit. But uh, I know like Will Smith, for example, he's been a YouTube. He's been like he's been on the platform for a couple of years. And I don't yeah. I don't remember there being a ton of backlash for him. So that's a little interesting, too. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. At all. Are you saying it? I, I don't know. I feel like he knows how to uh, read who is the audience on there. Like, for example, Tyga is on TikTok. And sure. It's like really good at it. But if other people that don't really understand it go on there, you can just tell. Like, it, they I mean, seem like she's got one video and it's like an introduction video. <laughs> Yeah. So we were like, I don't know how uh, we're getting judgment. I think on. I need to watch it to <laughs> know like how I feel about it. Maybe she's super like awesome and she's just awkward in interviews, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems strange I mean, that there was be, a lot of judgment. The same. And if this is her first YouTube video and, you know, I feel like, you know, pe- if people are judging her based off of that, <laughs> that's kind of shitty. But, you know, hey, I I'm not on the platform. Her. I know people on this platform are very, very critical. Sometimes YouTubers can be very critical. So, uh, so I, I, everyone gets canceled on there. (laughs) Yeah. So I also think that might be an issue because people might realize, Hey, if I don't like Brie Larson, I can't cancel her because she's a real celebrity. And I, I, I'm okay with using real celebrity versus YouTube celebrity, because I do think there's a difference and this might be a lot of controversy, but I think, uh like real celebrities for the most part actually you know require some kind of talent i feel like youtube is just a bunch of random people and like what's what's popular in the moment but i feel like i feel like to become an academy award-winning actress there has to be a little bit of skill there and to be then why does she then why does she go down to youtube status and I think, like I said it at the top, she wants to interact with people and she <laughs> wants to be able to make content. I'm not saying I'm saying what people feel Can about I read her. To you, these these titles of people making commentary videos on her, hating on her. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> thirteen hours ago, Brie Larson is here to save YouTube. <laughs> Brie Larson's YouTube channel failed already. Brie Larson disrespects YouTubers. What? <laughs> yeah. Um. And the, the the quote on the thumbnail is, "I'm just like you, only better." <laughs> True, but you know, I, <laughs> I don't think she should get hated. I literally, I was, I was, um, you know, looking at I, my algorithm is sure. mixed between ASMR things and drama channels, and then um, political commentary, and um, yeah, that's about it, pretty much. Okay. Um. So it's really random, but I, I like it. Um, but anyways, yeah. the ASMR thing, just because <laughs> I was watching it when I go to sleep, um, <laughs> Jessica Alba came up. She was doing ASMR. Oh, that's and interesting. So I clicked oh, on it, and I was man. like, um, yeah. And then um, her editor put, like, a bunch of, like, animations on the screen and, like, um, it was so like weird. It was like made for like someone like a twelve year old or something. But I was like, I mean, she's trying, so yeah. I didn't hate on it. That's what I think. I think know? a lot of these celebrities who use these platforms are doing it for fun. And I think the serious YouTubers yeah. are they might get offended by that, but fuck them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I won't ever knock celebrities for like trying to like intermingle or join sure. or like try and yeah. 
just have fun with it. Like YouTube's for everyone. Yeah. Just do your thing. And nobody complains when it's the other way around. When a YouTuber tries to break into the mainstream, no one's like, oh, no. Yeah, they do. Who? They criticize them so bad. They might talk about how bad they are at acting, but that's no, that's just because they're bad at acting. <laughs> they're, I don't know. I feel like they get criticized heavy. Uh, like, uh, I mean, this is totally she's criticized for other things, like not being funny, but... Um, <laughs> Superwoman, what's yeah. her name? Yeah, um, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're talking she about. gets criticized because she got a talk show and, and it bombed. Um, but that's yeah, just because YouTube, just because you're funny on YouTube, does not mean you're going to be funny to the mainstream, and that's what people have to realize. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, stay in your lane, and that could go for oh, Brie Larson but too. Been- <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like I, I think that you know, it's it's a different, it's different because people are judging her based off of a, a single video that she made. And there, there's always a, already all yeah. of this backlash for no reason. It's just like they don't yeah, hate the I fact. I will also never bash for them trying to do something. Because yeah, no. you're not yeah. going to know. Because maybe they don't know that they're going to be bad or good at it. And exactly. they know now. Yeah. Maybe they know now. Maybe. And then it's up to them to decide if they're going to pull it or keep going anyway. Yeah. And, I mean, just uh, I mean, with us, like we didn't know we wanted to do this podcast and we recorded one time for shits and giggles and we liked the way it felt and we liked how we roamed together. And that's how I feel like it would be for Brie Larson or some celebrity creating a YouTube channel saying, you know what, what is this about? Let's see if this is as fun as it seems or if I can, if I have a voice here or not, you just don't know until you do it. So I, I, I can't knock them for that at all. Like if they end up being bad at it, okay, you know, Make fun of them, jibe at them a little bit. Sure, don't yeah. hate them. Yeah. Like, don't They're <laughs> cancel people. them. This don't. Is the internet, sir. That's true. They know what they sign up for. I I agree place. with. That. <laughs> um, but we're gonna have a lot more conversation about movies coming up. So who knows? Maybe Pre will work her way back into our conversation. Um, but for now, we're gonna go grab some more coffee. I might have to get some some actual coffee um during our break, but. <laughs> We more than 50 mils of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love caffeine. Um, we'll be back and uh, you guys should stick around. All right, we are back and we are ready to get into our main discussion. One that I personally am super excited for. So we are finally going to get around to talking about movies. This is what I do and 90% of my daily life is discussed movies. Uh, I have a, I actually have a movie podcast. It's called The Movie Doc. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, check the link in the description box below. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. Um, um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about movies. Uh, we obviously are going to have a lot to say so this might be another one of those episodes where we only scratch the surface of the conversation but we are definitely going to get to scratching so uh you know my co-host here hate me for asking this question but it's the first (laughs) question that comes to mind when i think about movies and it's the most basic question about movies and we're gonna dive into the philosophy of this too and that question is what is your favorite movie so wait before you guys yell at me before you guys yell uh-huh, uh-huh. so b- favorite movie is different than what you think the best movie of all time is favorite movie is just your personal favorite movie what's the what's the movie that you yeah, love the most that's still really hard 
It is. I'm. I you know we don't. No easy questions here. Okay. It could change every day. <laughs> it could change. It could change every hour. But I want what you're feeling. Mine just right changed right now. Now, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go last. I'm gonna put these guys on the spot. So, uh, Bryce, you wanted to complain a little bit before you give me your answer? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna complain. <laughs> so, first, what I wanted to say is Adonis loves his list and his favorite. He he likes to ask favorites of things. I do, I do. And he thinks that that's normal. It For is. me, my personal experience in my life is I've never met people or had a started a conversation with friends and then we go straight into what's your favorite of all time i i've never once been asked that until adonis that's crazy he's my only friend ever who has asked me what's your favorite uh song what's your favorite uh cd what's your favorite uh this and that and i'm like it's impossible. Like you can't have a favorite. I'm so can't. sorry your it's other just... friends let you down, Bryce. But I'm here. No, I'm here no to all my lift friends have up. normal questions <laughs> like, uh, you know, what kind of movies are you into? What mm-hmm. genres do you too enjoy? Vague. Like, too vague. You know, more general. That's you know? too easy. Too easy. <laughs> or even like, what? Who's your favorite like director? I feel like that makes more sense. Why is that oh, any different than who's no, your favorite that's movie? Impossible. Or what's no, your favorite movie? Uh, <laughs> no. Why is that any different? <laughs> That's still having to come up Look with a definitive first, answer. I don't have a favorite director oh, wait, either. Bryce is going first. Bryce is going first because right. he's the most upset so, about this. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. All right. So what I had to do first was I thought back through my whole life and I was like, all right, what are my top go to and most watched movies? What do I fall back on the most in my life? Mm-hmm. And what are like some things that sit with me the most? Okay. So I went back and I thought, you know, I came up with like about what is this, four movies, five movies? And I was like, okay. And so those movies, I'm going to go ahead and list them off. There's so the first, the first one you say is your favorite movie. All right, we got it. No, Princess that's Mononoke. not true. No, that's just not true. <laughs> Prince Akira, The Fifth Element, and Night's Tale and Wolf Children. Now, three of those are anime. Two of those are just Wasn't really... that five? That was five. You said four. It didn't... Yeah, I said four or five, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm just making shit up because I'm upset. <laughs> so, so Princess Mononoke. One more time. One of those. Okay, you said Princess yeah, Mononoke. Princess Mononoke, Akira, The Fifth Element, A Knight's Tale, and Wolf Children. Okay. Then I started thinking about okay, this last year, what have I been watching a stupid amount of? And I've been watching The Fifth Element and A Knight's Tale a stupid amount. Okay. Like I'm talking about. When I go to work, I'm on like a 14-day stint in a hotel, and I go to sleep to The Fifth Element pretty much every one of those days with a random other movie in its place. Okay, okay. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and go with The Fifth Element. All right. Uh, Just based off of that alone, because that's just one that no matter when it's on, I mean, all these are pretty much all of this, but The Fifth Element is the one that... I have just been, uh, I've watched the most times probably and still have the same love for it as I did the very first time I watched it. That is a so. uh, solid choice. Uh, not one that you hear cool. super often either. It's a, it's a sort of a, like a cult classic, I think. I think it, Which I didn't know until these past couple years of my life that yeah. nobody like, wait, is that the one with uh, what's her name and... Uh, that's not a Bruce Willis movie, is it? And to me, that's a surprising question because I thought this was like, especially from people from people my age specifically. I was like, yeah. I thought this was like a major movie, but maybe it was just my family that was super into it. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's got yeah. like that. It's got that '90s sci-fi vibe, and I think a lot of those movies sort of get dismissed unfairly because some there's some great '90s. Yeah, sci-fi they're movies. just fun, quirky sci-fi. It's like a fun, yeah. quirky sci-fi era. But it's 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 like that quirkies. Like the '80s, like pre pre '90s sci-fi was mostly horror stuff, and then there was a lot of quirky, like you said, weird sci-fi in the '90s, and now we're in sort of a a serious era of sci-fi and so i think yeah. a lot of people like to dismiss those 90s movies but i like fifth element shame. is great uh chris rock was great in the fifth element oh, uh. so mad <laughs> the characters every character in that movie yeah is so they're their own character i mean they're so original so interesting and the cast just brings out each character in the utmost like they yeah. played the most obnoxious form of that character <laughs> for sure i love gary oldman in that movie yeah this is yeah good. it's got some great performances for sure jen have you seen it i don't it? think i've so seen good. that i'm sorry oh damn. whoa my heart <laughs> my brain it's uh yeah it's it's I I I'm not surprised a lot of people haven't seen the Fifth Element but it's definitely yeah, I don't something know if you would have. like it actually I don't I feel like you could but I also I don't know that'd be interesting um, you have to ask uh, your uh, your boy toy if I he if he likes it I, okay <laughs> if he's seen it I just saw a picture of the girl and mm. I like it already so mm. oh yeah interesting no, she's great okay. Jennifer. Oh, Luke Bess- Luke Besson. Besson, yeah. He the did director, yeah, yeah. The professional. Do- Leon. Huh? Leon, yeah. the professional. I yeah. like that movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Okay, I'll pick mine. Um, this is very hard for me because I'm someone obsessed with... Um, also, just by the way, um, when I took film and literature, my mm. teacher said that you don't call it sci-fi; you call it science fiction, because sci-fi is fake. Uh, well, your teacher is oh wrong, my but continue. <laughs> <laughs> he said that's 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 not right. Jesus, that sounds anyway. that sounds so I pretentious. Never, I could Jesus never go Christ. to film school. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I couldn't do film school, man. <laughs> um, but I do love Alien and Jurassic Park. Um. And gotcha. but I would say my favorite movie. This is really hard for me, by the way. Um, I'm gonna pick the one that made me maybe feel the most emotions, but also beautiful to look at and just wild because I I I love like something um like shocking to happen on screen. Okay. Um, that's why I love. Quentin Tarantino, you know, sure. just like over exaggerated things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna pick American Beauty. Oh, okay. That's my favorite. Yeah, I haven't okay. watched that in a long time. That's yeah. a good one. Oh, Jen, you can't pick that. It's Kevin know, Spacey. Oh I told my you god. I was get <laughs> 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 he looks uh, different. He was such He's a good man. actor. Jesus Christ. Why, Kevin? Why? <laughs> oh so sad. <laughs> he was one of my favorite actors before the bullshit yeah. came out, but it's, uh, it's 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 tragic. Um, anyway, moving past uh, disgusting Kevin Spacey. Um, no, I love I love American Beauty. I think it's an uh, it's a really yeah. good movie. 
definitely has that it's such a layered movie too like there's so much to that movie you can you can wa- watch it and rewatch it and focus on a different sort of element to it every time and you it's yeah. like watching a different movie every time it's so good something that really made me appreciate it even more was um i watched an analysis video on the script Mm. And it was like really detailed. Yeah. And it, um, it explained like certain scenes, and I was like, "Wow, like yeah. people who make films are so smart." Yeah. Generally speaking, their minds are just crazy. <laughs> For sure, Bryce. You said you haven't you've seen it, but just not in a long time. Yeah, I watched it once, like probably more than a decade ago. Okay. I think I was in my teens when I watched it. I watched it, and I think I just watched it the one time. I remember enjoying it. This is before I was paying attention to actor names and directors and genres and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't know if it was on TV or something, but I mm. watched it. No, it wasn't on TV because it wasn't edited. It was a full. It must have been on like, I don't know. Someone owned it. I probably borrowed it. I watched it. Okay. And I liked it. Uh, I just don't remember really anything about, about it, it except the vibe, like kind of the feel of the movie. For sure. So I think I would probably appreciate it more now, now that I've watched plenty of indie movies and movies that kind of have that sort of vibe to it. So, hmm. yeah, for sure. I definitely think it's uh, worthy of a rewatch if you if you are interested in seeing it again. I may do that. For sure. Okay, time for me. Um, so this is uh, like like we said before. This is something that changes all the time. It's changed several times for me in the last year. Uh, sometimes I'll rewatch a movie, realize how much I love it, and that will shoot right to the top of my list. Um, but one movie that I never sort of forget how good it is, one movie that's always when I think about you know how it made me feel coming out of the auditorium uh, and it never loses its sort of you know grandeur or allure for me, and it is Drive, uh, the Nicholas Winding Refn film starring Ryan Gosling. That that movie, and I I go back to the first time I saw it, and I watched it in theaters, and it just I remember just being like, this is a perfect movie. This is a movie that has absolutely no flaws, in my opinion. It's just from everything, Dang. from like the acting to the soundtrack to the direct, everything about that movie is exactly how I would want it to be. I wouldn't change a single frame in that movie. And it just, it it blew my mind the first time I saw it. And so I have to say Drive is my favorite movie. Uh, I won't even get started on my honorable mentions because we'd be here all night. Um, But it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's just an incredible, an incredible film. Have you guys, I know Bryce saw it because we watched it together. I was making my list too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I actually just... Um, I had bought it on DVD right after that, and then I was thinking, why would I do that to myself? And I actually <laughs> just rebought it on Blu-ray, and okay. now I'm going to be – it's definitely due for a rewatch. And Absolutely. now that you said that, I, I might actually watch that tonight instead of Black Sails. So. Do it. Do it. Yeah, very good. It has mm-hmm. that um, – the gory stuff I like, and it yeah. has, like, the – the um, I don't know how to describe it, but the – the the thrill you feel when something kind of scary is about to happen yeah like the tension tension it's like mysterious yeah Yeah. that yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's like edited so 
Ugh. Beautifully. So good. Yeah, I might have to rewatch um, that tonight too. <laughs> yeah, I barely saw it for um, the first time. All right, so I think that's actually a good way to segue into the next question that I had for these guys. And that was, it's kind of a, a loaded question and it's also kind of hard to word, but it's basically like, what is the most important aspect of filmmaking to you? Like what part of the filmmaking process mm -hmm. do you think is the is the most important like what what is required to have a good movie in your eyes hmm. um i'll go first okay um i think i mean a lot goes into it obviously so if you don't have like a good like acting then i guess like other things don't really um don't really come up as good or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, but to me, my favorite thing, the thing that I love to look at is the cinematography of it. Okay. Um, the colors, the, the like filming, the actual like, um, like camera work, you know? Okay. So all that. Yeah. No, I think that's a, 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 a really good choice. Mine is similar too. I've, I picked the style I've learned over the, over the last couple of years that I'm really big into style when it comes to movies. So, and that includes things like cinematography, but for me, I also layer in like the, those little sort of signatures that every director has, you know, like JJ Abrams and his, his lens flares and, uh, you know, Spike Lee and his track shots. So anything Ooh. any kind of like anytime i can watch a movie and know that it's from a specific director i i like to be able to to pull that out um so yeah i'm just really into to to the visuals i guess in movies um and again that's not only the cinematography but that's like visual effects and everything and just i like watching like movies that look cool because i feel like i've watched thousands of movies in my life and when i think about like writing there's probably not a single type of story that I haven't seen before. So it's really hard to impress me with the narrative, but I can be impressed with the way a director, you know, chooses to sort of frame a shot or, you know, the way a movie is paced or the, the, the way it's cut, those things can yeah. sort of impress me. Um, and in, in football, they have something I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but in football, they have something called intangibles. And that's basically like, OK, we can calibrate like how how far you can throw the football or how fast you can run. But what we can't calibrate are your decision making skills, how you you know react under pressure. Those are things that are you know intangible. We can't really put a number on it. And those things are important when, you know, uh, scouts are, are trying to find new players or whatever. And I think that goes into filmmaking, too, because, you know, I can go to school and I can learn how to write. I can learn how to score a film. But the really impressive things for me is when I see something and I think that is just something that came straight out of their minds. And they were like, this is going to look really cool and I'm just going to do it. And it might be, you know, against all the rules of filmmaking, but I feel like it's going to look good and I'm going to take that risk and do it. So, you know, things like that really mm -hmm. come through to me and they really impress me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, directing was pretty much what I narrowed my answer down to because I kept trying to figure out what it is about movies mm. that I like because and we've had these conversations like some, I mean, I just 
listed like my favorite movie is a Knights or sorry, a Fifth Element and a Knights Tale are kind of like my top two go tos, and Fifth Element is like uh, the favorite one that I chose. Yeah, and like they're just some basic quirky, like a Knights Tale's a fantasy, like fictional fantasy, and then you have, um, and they have Fifth Element, which is just a quirky sci fi movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing super fantastic about it except like like about the writing specifically but the world was really cool and Mm. uh the style of it was really awesome and then i look at some uh anime films the way they're shot and drawn and things like that i look at uh some shows i've loved and i thought my answer i thought kept coming back to writing and the way the world was written and the way the dialogue was written or characters were written but I ended up with directing because all of that comes from what you just said. Yeah. That's the style mm-hmm. of it. And also I feel like directing on a, on kind of a, a technical aspect too, besides just style is a great movie comes from a, you know, someone who not only has the vision, mm-hmm. but is able to get everyone else sure. to is able to see what everyone's specialties are and bring the best out of their specialties and bring the best out of their department and out of their abilities. And if you have a director that can do that, you're going to have at least a really good movie. Yeah. Like minimum. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt like directing is definitely the most important aspect. No, yeah, that's a great point. And I know a lot of people when you when when sometimes when people find out like what directors actually do, they're like, oh, they don't it doesn't seem like they do all that much. Why do they get so much credit? You know, and it's like, well, it's like the directors are like the captains of the ship. You know, they may not be the one steering. They may not be the one like, you know, cleaning or cooking or doing everything. You know, they may not actually be making the ship move, but they are the ones who they're responsible for everyone else making the ship move. So it's like they have to mm-hmm. be good at everything in order to get the best out of everyone. So, yeah, it's it's a good point that yeah. you made there. Yeah. Um, so lastly, I wanted to kind of talk uh, about another – it's kind of a favorite, but I think, Bryce, you have a little more wiggle room with this one. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> – uh, I wanted to talk about this one was easier yeah, <laughs> about genres because we all have genres that we gravitate towards and we all have genres that we stay away from. So uh, what are some of your favorite genres? What are some of those genres you tend to sort of ignore or, you know, don't really dive into? My favorite genre is for sure. Um, I would say drama. I love uh, like stories, people's stories. Okay. Um, I know that I do love like beautiful shots and I do like some blood here and there, but (laughs) I think, I think, yeah, when I'm, when I can see a story that'll make me cry or something, drama is my favorite. Um, something I stay away from, hmm, I think, um, I mean, there's a lot of like sub genres and stuff, but Maybe something that isn't my favorite right now would be, um, I would say, comedy. Comedy hasn't been doing very good, Okay. in my opinion. Yeah. I th- I think you would be hard-pressed to find a lot of people who would disagree with that. We haven't had, uh, I don't know when's the last like great comedy movie that came out. They haven't, like you said, they haven't been great lately. Yeah, I'll say it feels mm-hmm. like kind of a dead era for comedy, yeah. which is sad 
to say. Like, obviously, you have your, you know, your funny comedians and stuff, but there's it's just not the same. Yeah. Uh, but dramas, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Anytime a movie can make me feel emotions, uh, I, I consider that a win in my book. Uh, and you get that mostly with seeing, you know, human stories told on screen. So anytime, um, yeah, I can watch drama and be affected by it. Since since you gravitate towards that genre, Jen, do you think uh, it's harder for you to be sort of affected emotionally by a movie? Like, are you more critical? Oh, no. Oh, no? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still, like, I fully, like, am immersed. If it's a good story, I'm, like, fully in it, you know? Okay. Just because I've seen something similar, I guess, um, it doesn't make it, like... Like, um, less impactful? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Like, That's good. Uh, yeah. I just watched... And and it affects me like I feel heavy like uh, I just watched if Beale Street could talk yeah and I was like basically crying the whole time at the end mm. and then um so yeah and I watched Waves and then I was shook and yeah. I was like what <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah I love that yeah awesome and I think it 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 helps me get a lot of perspective like in just life in general like i don't like to be someone that just lives my own a uh, story mm -hmm. and just acts like it's all about me like i think we're all like interconnected so i like to learn about other people's stories even if they're not true stories like i don't know somebody could have like it could represent somebody i don't know yeah no i i agree like i don't if i only was able to be impacted by stories i could relate to then I there wouldn't be a lot of movies out there that I would be impacted by, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, like even The Lobster, I really had to mention that one because it's one of my all time favorites, too. OK. And I and I um, that's a dark comedy, but I, I mostly consider it a drama, I guess. OK. Um, And it's so like it's like a whole different world. Like it's not even a story about like real life, mm -hmm. but even that I'm like, wow, commentary on relationships and love. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like you can still kind of relate it back to your life, I guess, and learn more about your world, even though it's not your world. For sure. Yeah. I just watched, uh, the, uh, the guy who directed, uh, the lobster is named Yorgos Lanthimos and uh -huh. he he directed the favorite which is which yeah. was one of my favorite movies uh the year it came out and um he also directed uh this movie called uh the killing of a sacred deer which i just watched recently oh that's on my list yeah it's yeah. it's strange but it is very impactful because it's a like you said it's like almost in a different world and there are things you just kind of have to accept about it and then it's in some way just impacts you even more even though it's not really super realistic but yeah it's it's a very strange movie but i i did enjoy it i just was kind of shook after i watched it mm. <laughs> but yeah i would definitely check it out like if it, it's on i think it's on netflix so you can watch it oh nice okay um what about you bryce yeah uh so um I mean, my go-tos have always been sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, I refuse to say science fiction uh, <laughs> out loud when I say sci-fi fantasy. So wow. just going to, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of always been what I've gravitated towards. Um, 
that goes with any storytelling, whether it's books or podcasts or whatever. Mm. Um, and then I tend to stray away from uh, based on true story movies. I huh. just do not like them. I just am not a fan. I'm not saying there aren't ones I haven't liked. There's definitely some I've liked. Sure. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch them unless someone has recommended it to me um, or multiple people or depending on who recommends it. But uh, I'm definitely not going to go out of my way to see one. Like it's not on my list. If something's come out in theaters, it's not on my list. Damn. Yeah, I just don't like them. There's I to me, you just can't have based on a true story. Like I just don't. It's just a bunch of uh, it's over dramatized moments that are only impactful in hindsight. And when I immediately, the way I translate based on a true story or a true story movie is you're following someone's life, but there's no, there's no glory moments. Like you don't have like these moments that are just like life slows down for like a second or everything's like, hmm. I, I don't know the way they emphasize and over dramatize things. I don't like it's because it's not true life. That's not a true story. Like this is a cinematic experience. So why not just make a fictional movie based off like that's similar to it or something? Um, so I don't know. Damn. I definitely have strong opinions against <laughs> yeah. true story movies because they're just boring yeah. to me. Like they're boring and I don't understand why we needed it. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, I'd much rather yeah. have, it's not the story of the person or the story of the event that's boring. Obviously that's facts. It's life. It's our history. It's what happened. But I'd rather hear that information from a friend telling it to me. Uh, it's way more interesting to me uh, than I get kind of my friend's opinion on the movie uh, or on the story or on that event at the same time. Uh, and it's more personal in that sense. That way then there's more there's more meaning behind it. We're, but otherwise I'm just getting some cinematic version, some Hollywood just trying to make money out of a movie and I just don't care for it. But if I have a mukbanger, Stephanie, so Stephanie, so tell me um, a story. You guys make fun of me. Hey, I love based on true story <laughs> movies, so I disagree with everything Bryce just said. So <laughs> you could talk to him about that. <laughs> uh, but there are true story movies I have liked. So uh, again, I'm not like a. I know that I just had a lot of strong opinions on it, yeah. but I'm definitely not anti the genre. I, there has been some I've liked and I don't refuse to watch things that are recommended to me. So I'm definitely still open to, uh, to try them out. Um, cause I have found some that I liked, so I just have strong opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> um, so me, I, I love, um, I also I, I love sci-fi. That's probably my my main go-to genre, just because I feel like that's where you can be the most creative. That's where you can be the most ambitious. Um, and I love to see uh, you know unique stories. So so yeah. So that's why I love sci-fi so much. Um, I also. I do like fantasy, um, but there are a lot of bad fantasy movies out there, so I can't say that I love the genre. I mean, that's true for sci-fi too, but I'm more, I'm more forgiving of a bad sci-fi movie than I am of a bad fantasy movie. Um, I I really love movies about space. Uh, I think that is a sort of an up-and-coming genre that I have definitely been gravitating toward. 
uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I do love true stories. I love hearing about, you know, someone's life. Unlike Bryce, I like to see that played out on screen by an actor. I like people can... that I know. I like hearing about their <laughs> lives. I need direct personal attachment. Nope. I just like to hear because I think, I think that sometimes, yes, it is Hollywood just trying to make a buck. But I also think that sometimes it's about getting this person's story out there for more people to be exposed to so i like to give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt sometimes um and then you get emotional connections and then i'm also the type of person that after i watch a movie i like to go and do research about the movie that i watched so i love being able to watch a movie about someone that i might not have known that much about and then going and learning about the actual real life person um so yeah those are some genres that i gravitate towards there's a ton of other ones but uh, oh, I have to say crime. Sorry, I have to get that in here. Otherwise, I'm going to make a lot of people upset. Um, yeah, crime movies, true crime, any kind of crime. I love movies about mobsters. I love movies about, you know, serial killers. Any kind of crime, yeah. I am there. Um, I was going to add that to my stay away from list, but some of my favorite movies are crime style movies, but they're more of like the upbeat like well for my version like if you just I mean, if you know me my personally like the upbeat it's, it's kind of like lucky number <laughs> 11 or logan lucky logan lucky they're just yeah. fun uh, not the dark like, stuff yeah i get you yeah not well, the dark i'm just not a fan of the I dark crime movies guys that i watched the departed oh yeah you guys both so good it. so yeah, good. i love the Departed. okay <laughs> the departed to me not that's not like a dark that's either. not a dark grime yeah. that's not a dark gritty crime movie no, it's it it's clever. Me. It's yeah, I don't know. I would, eh. yeah, it's it's more about its cleverness than it is about its uh. gritty mobness. It's not like The Godfather, hmm. you know. Like it's not, <laughs> which I still uh. ha- need to see yeah. actually. So, and I do want to see that. Yeah. Um, so those I'll I'll leave it at that for the genres that I that I really enjoy. If you guys want to know my other ones, obviously write in, let me know, and I'll I'll tell them to you personally. Um, some stuff that I stay away from. Um, I agree with Jen recently. It's been comedies. Like I haven't, it's been a long time since I've seen a trailer for a comedy movie and thought I really want to see that. Um, so I've, I've been avoiding comedy recently, but my biggest one probably overall is horror or scary movies. Uh, not really my cup of tea, although I, in, in recent years, I have been getting into sort of some of the highbrow horror. So, you know, things that are, uh, not about the jump scares and it's more about uh you know the style uh movies like hereditary or the witch uh it comes at night things like that so um you know i almost said horror too for the stay away but then i thought of all those movies mm. and how much i've actually really liked them and i'm like well I think and it is like my favorite too. Although I wasn't that's not a the fan same of it. As yeah, no, <laughs> I was. I like the first part of it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm definitely not into the campy stuff. Uh, if you guys listen to the movie docs, one of our one of my co-hosts over there, that's literally what she lives on is the the campy horror type stuff, and that that holds absolutely no interest for me. Um, but yeah i would say i would say those two genres are what i what i tend to stay away from i also i'm not not i don't know if this needs to be said but i'm not really into the the teenage drama stuff either um but i think that kind of oh yeah i was gonna say young adult movies basically like 
there's there's good coming of age indie movies and mm, like yeah. I see young adult movies differently than I see independent like indie film yeah. movies. So like a Darnest Night to talk about in Gen 2 we talk about like young adult uh like fantasy novels and I tend to stay away from those. The concepts are great, mm. but this the type of story and what they focus on I'm not a fan of and that's kind of how I feel about uh pretty much young adult fantasy movies as I well. I you liked some young adult stuff. I I do. Uh, I don't know if you're talking to me. Adonis does. Yeah. Yeah, I like Adonis young does. adult. I like young adult fiction, like stuff about like fantasy type stuff. But I don't yeah. like I don't like movies like The Sleepover or <laughs> you know. Well, like <laughs> what? Well, like Bryce brought up the everything, everything, everything. Is that the one? No. no oh, uh, like every day. Everything. Yeah. Every day or something. Yeah. And then he also has said that he likes. Um, uh, the wallflower movie. Perks of being a wallflower. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a good that one. one. Yeah, I think so there is exceptions, TV. right? I mean, yeah, I mean those are literally. I don't think I can name very many more <laughs> beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm confused because it's like there's those, and um, I mean, I guess they could be the only exceptions. But so. yeah, I meant more like the teen comedy drama type stuff, like like Sleepover, or you know, I can't think of another. What is that? <laughs> You never heard of the movie Sleepover with like uh uh What about Edge of 17? Cuz I thought that was good. Yeah, movies like that, but I did like that grade? movie. I didn't see it. I haven't grade. seen that movie, what about but yeah, the Ladybird. That's different. Yeah, your name birds like, those movies aren't targeted that's like an toward Oscar. <laughs> yeah those yeah. those movies aren't targeted See, towards like teenagers uh, like this these or even something like super bad like i rewatched super bad recently and i used to love i used to watch that all the time even through my early 20s yeah. and but then i rewatched it lately and i'm like this isn't my speed anymore this is not like my like i don't like this kind of focus on the teen stuff it's not bad like it's i think it's still like good comedy for its audience I think it's just you know we're uh, I'm officially old like you know yeah, I'm a exactly. thirty year old guy that, so it's kind of like reminds me that I thought Good Boys was really funny. Good Boys was that's good. why the so I I did a quick funny. Google search and I'm getting like Sleepover or the last song starring Miley Cyrus, oh, uh, you know <laughs> stuff that's like, like a that. Nicholas Sparks. Is it? Oh, I don't know. Um, right? That that like movies like, like Win a Date with Tad Hamilton or like you know those those movies yeah. like those kind of uh, you know those kind of stuff. Well, the things I grew up with will always be iconic to me. Freaky Friday. Oh, for sure. Mean Girls. Yeah. Finding Nemo. Well, Mean Girls is actually good. What's Finding Nemo yeah. have to do with the young <laughs> I think we need to have a whole separate discussion with Jen. Mean Girls and then Finding Nemo back to back. Oh, that's an interesting but, film lineup. But you know. that is because <laughs> it came out the same year. No. No way. Uh, I don't and I know. thought Finding Nemo was so. Look it up funny. right now. Finding Nemo was 2004, 2003. They might have, to be honest. Oh wow. Yeah, Mean yeah, Girls was 2004. Probably. Finding Nemo was 2003. Yeah, so there's a year. What? There's a year in Dang. between. I did not realize. I thought there were two totally different eras. <laughs> you know, I wasn't actually allowed to watch Mean Girls. Why? But then, um, but then when my father was put in jail, I took it out of the cupboard and I watched it. Oh, damn. That's a whole other episode. Uh, yeah, that's a... <laughs> that's a <laughs> it just landed, just kind of slipped that in there. 
That was a foreshadowing for the next episode. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'm okay, guys. Are you, are you? Are you though, Jen? Do we need to get the the next episode? <laughs> is Jen okay? <laughs> um, but speaking of which, we should probably wrap this week's episode up. So we are going to go grab uh, another cup of coffee, and we will come back with Brewer's Choice. Stick around. All right, we are back, and we are going to jump straight into Brewer's Choice. Uh, this is just we're going to give you guys recommendations based off of this week's conversation. So I'll go ahead and get us started this week. I am going to recommend a movie to you guys that not a lot of people got the opportunity to see in theaters. It had a very short theatrical run early this year before the whole COVID situation uh, happened. So... Um, I'm going to recommend a movie called Wendy. Um, it is uh. a sort of a, a tale. It's a Peter Pan story, but it's told uh, from the perspective of Wendy. And it's uh, a very artsy, indie type of movie. And, you know, I, I love that stuff. So uh, it, it was an incredible movie. I was hesitant going in because it doesn't have great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um but it was I loved it. I, I thought, you know, I talked in the main part of the show about style and that being my, you know, the the most important thing for me when it comes to movies. And this movie definitely has style and it is just beautiful to watch. Uh, it's really super uh, like um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it's just very, very good. I would definitely highly recommend it and just go in with an open mind. And I think you might actually enjoy it. Yeah, I missed that one. I really wanted to see that. Yeah. I, I, I own it digitally. So if we ever hang out again, we can watch it. Ooh. Hmm. I would have never expected that. Lilo, be quiet. <laughs> it's not really picking it up on my end. So I think you're good. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Jen. Okay, what? Cool. All right, my list is going to be... This was also hard, by the way. Um, but I'm going to pick a beautiful documentary <laughs> biography. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Bryce. Um, <laughs> Won't You Be My Neighbor? Oh, nice. The beautiful, iconic story about um, Mr. Rogers. Fred Rogers. Oh, yeah. I cried so hard in the movie theater yeah i cried several when times watching that. that too in the theater such a beautiful human ah uh, yeah chef's kiss yeah it's much i i really liked the tom hanks uh uh a beautiful day I in the neighborhood that. it's really good but definitely no the the documentary was a much better film overall hmm. yeah yeah i haven't seen it yeah I don't uh and if you guys recommend it to me right now, I'll have to watch it, but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't subject you I to that price. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, no. hate them. He doesn't oh, I, like documentaries. I have to go watch a good movie. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so I am going to recommend um, this one's going to be in the genre of animation and kind of, uh, a fantasy drama. 
Okay. So it is called Wolf Children. I kind of mentioned it earlier. It was on kind of my list when I was narrowing things down. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a movie that will get at your heartstrings a lot. Mm. Uh, it is uh, very emotional. It's about this. Uh, the fantasy setting is that the mother uh, has children with... Uh, with the man that she meets, and he's basically oh a werewolf. I, thought you were about to say, <laughs> I know, right? It's terrible. No, the drama you, starts. I thought you were about to say she has children no, with a wolf, no, no, and no. I was like, "Oh God, please don't." No. Talk. He is. He is a werewolf, <laughs> okay. but uh, it's not like that. It's not that kind of crazy <laughs> fantasy world. This okay. is like very it's supposed to be a family movie. Okay, <laughs> I should have started with that family animated film. <laughs> uh, has children, and so, but he something happens to him. I won't. No, spoil anything. It happens in the beginning of the movie, though. And so she's raising these children on her own. And they can turn into wolves as as children, which is why the movie's called Wolf Children. Oh, okay. So it's about her trying to, one, just be a single mother trying to raise two children, a boy and a girl. And then on top of that, she's learning what it even means to have children that can turn into wolves. And uh, so it's kind of about the whole... um, adolescence their adolescence and their choices and as they grow older into teens and things like what they're coming to terms and then how she handles all of that as well so it's just a really touching uh movie that uh, dives into all those dichotomies it's really it's really interesting it's a very bittersweet movie damn okay Okay. yeah I'll have to check that out sorry guys I also wanted to say that unfortunately as far as I know uh wendy is not streaming anywhere that i'm aware of so i apologize you would just have to purchase it or find someone who owns it so sorry are is 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 unfortunate is wolf children streaming anywhere bryce can they watch it anywhere um i let me see you know that's funny it's one of my pet peeves too is someone recommending me yeah. something but they don't own it or they can't share it they can't stream it so yeah. i actually i'm really sorry now too usually because i own it and normally i would just say hey come over we'll watch it but that's uh it's a little weird see. yeah you're watch. gonna have Invite yeah <laughs> some strangers in your house <laughs> uh what's what y'all doing this week? you want to fly out oh, here and just bryce's <laughs> address oh, is <laughs> how many uh, followers do we have Let's see. General Bryce is uh, looking that up. Do you know if uh, won't you be my neighbor is streaming anywhere? Oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> well, uh, why does it have like the Prime Video Enjoy Unlimited streaming on Prime Video? Like, is it is it that movie? Because I'm on the Wolf Children IMDb. Oh, um. So it's if you get the free trial for Funimation. Okay. Dot com. Uh, there's a 14-day free trial. You can stream it there. Uh, so that's a pretty easy way to do it. Uh, I don't know about the IMDb thing. Uh, it does say it's on Amazon Prime, but I, I think that's just for renting or buying. So uh, I think your best bet, oh. get that Funimation 14-day free trial and check that out. Off, uh, I always buy them off YouTube. Like of course you do. Not available. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, and if you guys I mean, like Wolf Children... Uh, and th- the director has his other movies on there, uh, The Boy and the Beast and Summer Wars. Uh, definitely check those out as well. Gotcha. Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor says three ninety nine on Amazon Prime Video and fourteen ninety nine on YouTube. Um, so I guess it's not really available for free anywhere. Three ninety nine is not Sorry, bad to guys. to rent. Um, 
I'm just checking to see if Wendy is anywhere. And it is not. But you can rent it for uh, five bucks on Redbox or Apple TV or YouTube or. Yeah, any of the streaming services look like it. they have it available to to purchase to rent. God, we really failed these guys, man. We we gave them yeah, three we, recommendations that you can't watch for free. <laughs> at le- well, mine is. At least mine you can with a trial, all right? That's so fair. That's fair. I, I consider mine's a small victory, but uh, we were terribly prepared for that one, so yeah. sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Spend a little money, you know? Go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just make new recommendations. Ready? Go. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that How about is. You guys recommend us some. Yeah, that's a great idea, Jen. Send in your recommendations, your movie recommendations to broodconvos at gmail.com. That's B R E W E D C O N V O S at gmail.com we would love to hear what you guys are watching or if you just want to write us and tell us how your day is going if you want to write us and tell us what your favorite color is just send us emails you know we just want to hear from you um absolutely also let us know if you would uh like me to try and experiment with that mushroom coffee and let me know if there's other ones you want me to try out and if you want me to talk about it again in more detail find some more information uh i'll definitely delve deeper if you guys would like me to cool yes you can also um like look at our brewer's choice on as a highlight on our instagram page which is Brood Podcast. That's also our Facebook one, by the way. And you can also check us out on Twitter at Brood Convos. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, send us emails. DM us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Talk to us. We want to hear from you. Um, But until our next episode, my name is Adonis. I'm Jen. And I'm Bryce. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy. Produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny. Produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.